Bless you, City Church. Hey, that's enough for me. Can we give it up for Jesus in this house? Come on. Can we stand up to our feet all over this building? And can we give Jesus, come on, who's changed us, who saved us, who set us free? Thank you, Jesus. Well, you can, before you're seated, you can just grab your neighbor's hand and stay standing just for a second. Um, I, I'm going to... I'm gonna, we're going to pray, and again, huh? We, we might as well do that. We're in church. We might as well pray as many times as we can, and then keep going out of church, pray as many times as we can. And I see that, uh, I, I want you to hold hands because I see this is one body. We even have a beautiful little girl up here to skip the cross. That's, that's what a family looks like, right? We got kids in the front. We, you know, a family looks like this. I, I think this is this, I, I would say this is the church of the Mohawk and the hairpiece, all in one place. The walker and the skateboard, those dyeing their hair to look cool and those dyeing their hair to look normal. Amen. Praise God. I even got some new beard dye to help me get rid of those grays. You know, you know, you, we got the body of Christ in this house, and uh, this can be found nowhere else in this city. No movie, no restaurant. This is what God, the beauty of what God does. And uh, we're excited to be that. This is, this is us linking arms, the nose grabbing a hold of the face, and the face getting with the neck, and, and we're one body. Our difference actually unites us. And uh, it's okay if there's only one of us, there's only one nose in my body, that I'm thankful for it. And, uh, and there you go. There's the nose turning down the lights. Uh, praise God. Let's pray over this place today. Jesus, we just thank you for today. We thank you for our friends and our family. God, some of us... Uh, don't have any family, God, here. But, Lord, we've, we've, we've got this new spiritual family. And, and I just pray today, uh, even if we feel lonely, God, you would, you would come in with your truth and you would transform our feelings to understand, God, there's a body here who loves us and who is not looking for what we did wrong, but looking for what you did right on the cross that changes our wrongs, God. And we pray today that together we could worship. God, I thank you for all the people in this room, God, the young people and the people that are young at heart. God, I thank you that we're here today to worship one king. We're not here for a man. We're here for a message from you, Jesus. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty, powerful name, and everybody said amen, amen. Come on, would you give someone next to you a high five, a, a pounded, a bear hug, a, a holy kiss, whatever you got there, and I just freed you up, some of you single people, amen, praise God, praise God, well, it is good to be at City Church, wow, Any, anybody happy to be here at the first service of the day, come on, this is, this has to be the wild crowd, you got up early, and, uh, and you're here today, and, and uh, we're excited about what God's going to do all through the day, and and I'm just getting to know your pastor, Pastor Eugene and Pastor Laura. We're so excited about what God has done here over the years and what God's going to continue to do. And I just really felt like, um, you know, as I was coming up, I just was really hit with this thought that this next wave of revival that's going to come to your church, which revival just means life, new life. And the church has to have to have new life a lot, like Lazarus, right? We got to keep we got to keep bringing the dead back to life, and and that's what Jesus does. And I, I really feel like this wave of new life is going to be a wave of souls into this house. And there's a reason why you're doing this one campaign. It's not just a catchy name or a catchy title. It's something from heaven. And I just you said that to me in the back. There's a lot of souls in your city, and I just I just really want to echo 
echo that back to you. That's something God's been telling you uh, in this, am I done yet? Am I done yet? And God's just saying there's a lot of souls that still haven't heard the gospel, the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe it takes an average of 30 times for someone to hear the gospel. And I'm just saying, man, you don't know when you're at the gas station and you're asking to pray for someone, if it's number 29 or if it's number three, or but you're just chopping down that tree. You're just, you know, you don't know if someone else is going to win that soul, but you're just being a witness. And I really believe there's going to be a wave of so, like souls that people that have said, I have never heard this. I've never heard this. I'm 30, 40 years old. I've never heard this. And they're going to hear it here at City Church, from City Church, not just on Sunday, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I really believe that revival of souls is going to be a we're not bringing people to church to get saved. We're bringing them already saved because they got saved at a gas station, at Walmart, at our bingo night. I don't know. God is going to use you guys in a powerful way. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to be priests and kings outside of this room? Come on. Let me see your hand if you're ready for that. You say, that's me. I'm ready for that revival to hit my life. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And, and, and as you can tell, I'm excited. They gave me a lot of coffee before I came up here. So I just have to tell myself, calm down, uh, and, and uh, you know, it's, it is really is 9.14 in the morning, so chill out, Jeremy, and uh, we're excited about being here with you today. I brought my youth pastor with me, and we are seeing a revival on campuses and uh, in, in some of the roughest schools we have ever been in. Uh, in fact, one time Dave was on the school campus, and there was a gang war uh, between the Hispanics and African Americans that broke out, literally a race gang war. And uh, Dave's, it's got so bad they had to bring in the SWAT team. And they are shooting kids with rubber bullets to get them to stop fighting. And Dave's in the school and he calls me in the classroom and he said, Pastor, here's what's going on. It's on the news. I'm like, bro, get out of there. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just praying. I just really feel like God's telling me to still have a Christian club today. And I said, well, bro, if God's telling you that, I'm not going to tell you not to. And that day they had, they had revival breakout on their school. And we've seen God open up the doors of three different high school campuses. We're winning kids off of those campuses. Our church is named Fearless. And, uh, we, we, God gave us that name because for many years of my life, fear told me it was, it was, it was my God. And uh, uh, quite a few years ago, God dethroned fear in my life. And we lifted up Jesus, and fear had to take a bow. And I let fear know, you know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? I'm going to call my church fearless, and we're going to set people free from fear. And so we know that fear is, is always there. It's always going to be knocking on the door. So we always say we're going to love more and fear less. Every day we're going to choose to love more. When perfect love comes in, fear has to leave. Amen? Amen. And so our church, we meet in a nightclub in downtown Los Angeles, on the center of where fear says it rules. And how many of you guys know that when you bring light to a dark place, it gets brighter? And so we've been seeing that light of Jesus shine bright. We've seen so many people get saved, uh, including uh, nightclub owners. I got a picture here of, of, one, of the, one of the nights at the club. We, we meet in a nightclub, and so literally some people in the back room, in our VIP room, uh, they're back there, and they're just kind of tripping out. And I'm like, man, did the sermon really touch you? And they're like, yes, but uh, that's not why I am kind of look like this. They're, they're like, I was just here last night. <laughs> partying right here, uh, ordering drinks right here with the waitress who wasn't dressed right right here, and now I'm here in church, 
and someone invited me. I didn't know church was where I was partying last night, and they just found out, they just got saved that day, and how beautiful is our Jesus? How amazing is our Jesus? We've had, uh, we had a security guard answer the altar call, uh, come down to the front, that's, that's, what, that's called an altar call, and, and uh, we raised his hand in the back to get saved, and he didn't know what an altar call was, so I said, come on, come on, come down, and, and, he, and he was just, no, I can't come down, I said, Don't, no, no, no one's, no one, no one's going to look at you, come on, come down, and, and what happened is, is he wasn't supposed to leave his post, and so he came down, and he got fired for coming down, because the people were watching on the cameras, and next week I seen him, he said, yeah, I got fired, I said, Bro, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And he said, well, it's okay. Now I can come to church every week. And so he comes to our services. And isn't God good, what God is doing around the world? And uh, we're just a, a small part of that. And you guys are seeing that same thing here. I have a family. I want to show you a picture of my family and know, let you know uh, that e even though I look a little wild, I, I kind of carry that half Jesus, half homeless look. Uh, I, ha I have an amazing wife and uh, my beautiful kids. This is, this is Brave. This is Lyric. And this is our newest edition, Arrow. And uh, we're excited about them. And, and my son, pray for me. My daughters, they, they, are, they are like angels. I, I actually don't know if they're real. Uh, God has just given me angels. But my son, he is our pastor's kid. And, uh, and so I, you understand what I mean by that. But one of the dads sent me a picture of, of uh, the, 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 the uh, you know, youth, the, the kids ministry when I was gone. And uh, this is the picture he sent me of my son. <laughs> and he said, that's, that was his daughter. And, and uh, there's my son. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry, man. And and I said, but I guess my son likes Latinas. I'm, uh, praise God. And, uh, and so this is my son. Pray for, if you think of me, pray for me. Brave is a little too brave sometimes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, you ready to go? You ready for the word today? I got a word today. Hope you're ready. Come on. Anybody, anybody ready for the word today? I'm calling this word love riot. Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're about to start a love riot. If, if we're going to believe for the one, we're going to start a riot, but it's not going to be the kind of riot that people run from. It's going to be the kind of riot people run to. The disciples, everywhere they went, it was either riot or revival or sometimes both. They were either getting put on people's shoulders and going, no, 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 we're not the king, or they were getting run out of the city with stones. And we're believing that when love hits Florida, through this group of people, it will be a riot and a revival all at the same time. I'm believing for that for your family. I'm believing that for your workplace. How many guys would like to see hate run out the door of your workplace? How many guys would like to see fear run out the door? And when love hits, it's going to be a revival. Come on, somebody say, we're about to start a riot. We're about to start a riot, a love riot. Everywhere Jesus went, it was a love ride. I, I want to read you about a moment in history where Jesus showed up uh, to a pool party and he started a riot. You ready for that? John chapter 5, verse number 2 says this. Now look at this with me. John chapter 5, verse number 2. Uh, we're going to go to on my big Bible right here. John chapter 5, verse number 2. If not, I, I have it over here. There we go. Come on. Now, there in Jerusalem, near the sheep gate, is a pool. Somebody say pool. Pool. Which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida. Which this word Bethsaida simply means house of mercy. It was a pool. And at the pool, 
there was this place called the House of Mercy. That kind of sounds like a church. It kind of sounds like a, a place for a church. How many of you guys think it would be good to have mercy in, in the church? Amen. So, so it, there was this place where, G, where Jesus is passing. It, it was by the Sheep Gate. Uh, which, which was a pool in, in Aramaic, it's called Bethsaida, or House of Mercy, which is surrounded by five, somebody say put five on it, <laughs> covered colonnades. Now go to verse three, look, verse three. They're working on it, come on. The, the rats are turning, amen. Praise God. Here, a great number of disabled people, what does that word say? Used to lie. The the and the and there was one who was there who had been an invalid for 38 years that's a long time anybody over 38 years old here come on let me see over 38 years and let's talk about your first 38 that that's a long time that's a if, if i could give you 38 more years that's a long for 38 years there was a man who was an invalid there, but this pool, the, the, the place called Bethsaida, House of Mercy, there was a pool where, where the blind sat there around the pool. Now, now it was called the House of Mercy, but as we read this story about the pool near the Sheep Gate, even though it was called something, it, it hadn't really lived up to its name. That, that, that heaven had titled it something, but it was awaiting a time when the title would line up with what people saw. That it was called House of Mercy, but around the House of Mercy, there were people that sat, and they, they sat around a pool near the sheep gate, and, and the blind were there. Somebody say the blind. Those, those that, they were just missing their eyes. If, 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 they, if they had... had had their eyes, maybe they could have used the rest of what they had. In their day, it was not like our time, braille and, 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 and crosswalks that beep at you and, and, and a special animal that would lead you. And in their time, if you were blind, you just sat. And in fact, they, they, could have been, they could have had everything else. They could have had great muscles. They could have had amazing legs. They, they could have been a mighty warrior. They could have had an incredible mind. But, but because they didn't have their, their eyes, even what they had was wasted. The blind, the blind, the, the blind, those, those that had the ability to do, but they couldn't see. Kind of, kind of sounds like the church. We gather around the pool today, and, and, and in every church, that, there will be people that, that they have the ability to do work, but, but they can't see. They, they, they wish they could see. If, if they only had a vision of what God sees of them, if they only had a vision that, that, that there are more than ones in your life that God is going to use, that if Jesus lives inside of you, what do we have to be afraid of? What do we have to be worried about? What do we, but, but because I can't see what he sees, it, it stops me and paralyzes me, and it causes me to come and sit around the pool and wait for something that I need there are people that are maybe here today and if you could just get vision today for your family vision today for your business vision today it would be an answer to prayer 
And as the pastor claps because he's saying, God, give me a people with vision. God, I don't want to be the only eyes in this body. Give me, give me more than one eye in this body. Give me, give me multiple eyes. Give me, give me eyes that can see that there are lost people in our city that need us. That there's more to life than a 401k. There's more to life than having a nice house and having the right car. And there are people in every hospital room in this city waiting for the church to arise, to come and say, God wants to give you new life. He wants to heal you. The blind, they sat around the pool and the blind weren't the only ones there. It was, there were also the lame, the lame, the, the lame, the, the lame didn't do anything to, to get here. In fact, they were born this way. They, they came out of the womb with a shrunken arm. They came out of the womb with a leg that didn't move. It was, it was nothing that was in them. It was something passed to them. In, in every church, we have people sitting here today that I'm an alcoholic because dad was an alcoholic. I'm struggling with this because they, they, they handed it to me. I had, I had cocaine in my blood before I ever showed up to breathe. I, I, I was set up in a way, and there were people that sat around the pool, and they never knew what it was like to actually walk. They were born into a paralyzed state, unjustly ruled on, unjustly brought into this earth, and around the house of mercy, there, there were the blind, the lame, and there were the paralyzed. The paralyzed were different than the lame because they weren't born like that. Somewhere in life, something just stopped working. Some, somewhere in life, below the surface, I mean, if you were to look at them, they had their eyes, they, they, they could have looked just like the rest, but the, the paralyzed, different than the lame, it was not necessarily an outside thing, it was more an inside thing. Somewhere below the surface, what looked like it should work wasn't. Have you ever sat in church and felt paralyzed? If, if people didn't get too close, it looked good, sounded good, you, you, you got it down, how to raise your hand the right way, where to amen, how to give just enough that no one gets close enough to really see the paralyzed state underneath. Yeah, and the only thing you would love to do is let everybody know, man, I can't move this leg. I wish I could tell you, but you, you've already put too in much investment in me. And I, I, I wish I could have told you from day one, but if I could really talk, if I could really be honest today. See, can, can I tell you this? Jesus can't touch the fake us. He, he wants to touch the real us. And Jesus showed up to the pool that day. I brought a pool just to help bring it home a little more. Thank you. Uh, uh, Noah, he's a great guy. I said, Noah, I, I don't have a pool with me. I, I don't have any kind of pool with me. So do you have anything? And he said, yeah, I have this pool that I just kind of have. I, I don't know why he has this, but uh, praise God for Noah. He's a good young man. And do you hang out in this pool? I mean, is this something? And so I said, Noah, can you also bring some water? See, what, what happened is the other day, you know that kind of scary house out here on, on the, so I'm just saying, I'm not trying to scare 
scare you, but that, that house you could you could put in a movie or something. And praise God, we'll pray for that house. And so Pastor was giving me a tour through that house the other day uh, because I just wanted to go in. And and when we were in there, we tripped over something, and this this uh, it was like a, a pipe or something. And when we tripped over it, water started s- splashing up. When the water started splashing up. Um, it hit Pastor right, right here, and uh, uh, you see, you see his hair. It's, it's actually kind of growing back a little bit. It hit his head, and um, also I need to let you know I, I looked a lot more like your pastor, and it hit me, and something happened. I, this is not normal for me. The golden locks. It's just, and so we, we didn't know what this was. So we, I look at Pastor and said, "What is this?" He goes, "I don't know. Maybe something happened in Florida. Maybe it's the water of life. Maybe." And so we started putting it all over our face. Uh, I, I actually brought, David's one of my elders in my church. He looks a lot different now. And, and so we thought, we thought, we said, what do we do? We said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring this water out to the people today. And we're going to, we're going to let them experience. I don't know. I, I, you know, I told you it was coffee, but it's, I've been drinking this stuff in the back and it's got me really amped up. And, and, uh, can, can you imagine if this was real? Like what he said, I'll take, there would be people that would push me out of the way. If this was real, there would be ladies in this room that would do a front flip into this pool. They're like, Mary Kay hasn't been working. Give me back that 15-year-old face. Come on, Jesus, right? Uh, you know, there would be people that got that old football injury. He's like, can he say that? Yeah, I just said it. We'll just keep moving on. People with that 15-year-old football injury just do a backflop into this stuff. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it was your first time. you say, hey, I'm here. I belong. I, I get to. There would be no one in this room that would go, ah, I don't know. Stupid. I don't know if this really works. There would be no one that would leave this without at least testing to see. Yeah, and not just this room. The news would already be here. The cameras, the people that you invited would be at the door looking in going, oh my gosh, I heard this on Fox News that there is, that there is, there is a water here that gives light. I heard that it makes you younger, faster, stronger, braver. I heard it heals. You know what's funny? Isn't this what we're doing? Oh, let me just say it like this. Isn't this what we're doing? Isn't this the water that gives life? Does this make you braver, faster, stronger, more young at heart? Doesn't this word heal? Yet every week we drag it out. We say, hey guys, let's have a pool party. Let's go in. Come on, if you need healing, Jesus will heal you. Come on, if you need restoration in your marriage. And many pastors pull out a pool and dream of pool parties, and yet no one gets wet. And we come and we sit around the pool one more week, blind, lame, and paralyzed. And we wait for a special moment. They, they, they believe that in this, in this story that at a special moment, a hobbit, a troll, an elf, they called it an angel. We could call it whatever we want. Would appear and stir the water. And when the water was stirred, they would get healed. The first one, only one which sounds right, but that's not Jesus. They had turned the sheep gate, the pool at the sheep gate, into a place 
that they waited for something they could have had the whole time. The sheep gate, it, it was really the church. The sheep gate, it was the place where they would come wash the sheep so that they could prepare a sacrifice. They had turned the place that they were to wash the sacrifice and give into a place where they were waiting to get given to. Ah. They, they were waiting to get. It was a place not where it was meant to be waited to get. Mercy happens when we bring a sacrifice ready to give. And they were waiting to get, but thank God that even when we got it wrong, Jesus still gets it right. You see, this pool party was not about a man who was there and refusing to go in. Because I, I was a youth pastor, and I felt like, man, a lot of these teenagers, they, they just don't want to go in. I would do crazy. If when you're, a teen, when you're a youth pastor, you do whatever it takes, right? I remember when I was a youth pastor, I would get pizza. And pizza work, real, you know, Little Caesars pizza. And I put it behind the pool. Come on, come on. Somebody go in. Come on. Just trip over. You know, get a whole bunch of lights. Get the music loud. We'll, we'll get any gimmick we can because all we want to do is have a pool party. All we want to do is let people taste what changed us. But I realized that like I thought my teenagers and my church now just comes and refuses. Have fun, pastor. I'll, I'll go in this week. Eh, no, nah, you offended me. I'll go in this week. Ah, you asked me to give. I don't know. I, if, if you want me to give, I don't know if I'm going to go in. I'll come this week. You asked me to serve, even though Jesus was the servant of all. I, I don't really serve. I do Jesus different. I would think that people were kind of doing it like that, but what I realized is the story of the man was not a story of a person who was like, he wanted everything in his body to be in that water. You see, it's one thing to, 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 be, to be come to a place and choose not to go in, but I don't think that's the picture because this man was paralyzed it means that he didn't walk there on his own. He didn't get there on his own. In fact, this man would have been carried to the pool. It would have been friends that would have had to show up early in the morning just to move him. It would have took time, and those friends would have worn out after one year or two. They said for 38 years, every day, some, at this point, he was paying people to bring him to the pool. He was giving of the money he begged for just to get him to what he was dreaming of. It's one thing to come and choose not to go in, but it's a whole other thing, folks, to wake up every Every day and to long for nothing more than the blindness to be open, than the lameness to be gone, than the parasitization to be destroyed. It's one thing to come and choose like, hey, I don't want any of this, but it's a whole nother thing. See, you're not here today to be pious and sit back. You're here today because somebody, something, maybe the Holy Spirit picked you up this morning and brought you to this house and you're saying, God, if you can do it again, would you do it for me? You see, it's one thing to come and choose not to go in, but it's a whole nother thing, pastor, to be picked up and laid next to hope, laid next to life, laid next to joy, yet 
paralyzed from fear. Lame from that diagnosis. Blinded by lust, insecurity. God, can you help me? I can't get in. I can't get in. I, I, would you send me anybody to just help me in? I, I'm just waiting. I've been waiting a long time. And thank God the story doesn't end there. Because the next verse says that when Jesus, when, not Jeremy, not Pastor Eugene, when the Jesus inside Jeremy saw, when, when Jesus, when, uh, when Jesus saw the crowd, what does it say? When Jesus saw who? Oh, wow, there was thousands of lame, blind. He, you see, when Jesus thinks revival, he does not think crowds. He thinks one. When he thinks riot, he does not think crowds. He thinks one. He is not confused by the crowd. He's drawn into the crowd f for the one. Jesus saw, can I talk to you a second about Jesus' vision? Because I, I know we got vision and, and we see things in people, but, but let me tell you about Jesus' vision. Let me tell you about Father God's vision, that he had so much vision for us, that, that he did not empty heaven of, a, of one of the statues, of one of the nuggets of gold, of one of the angels, that when he came to save us, he emptied heaven of its glory. He sent Jesus to come and die the death we should have died so we could live the life he called us to live when we talk about god vision he doesn't see you how your mama sees you or how your daddy sees you or how you see you he has a different vision and his vision will wreck you and the vision of God. See, this part of the plan was not in the plan. It was not in the process. It was not a part of the, 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 the hundreds of things Jesus would have to fulfill. But Jesus' vision for the man as he passed the pool. I gotta get there, I gotta get there, I gotta accomplish hundreds of things still. I gotta, I gotta be in a certain town at a certain, but I, I, I said, Father, I need, I need to stop. I need to stop. I, said, I can't help it. There's a man at the pool that needs to get, there's a man that needs me. He doesn't know he needs me. He, he doesn't even know who I am. In fact, when I get to him, he's gonna call me sir. He gets to the man. The Bible says he asks the man, do you want to get well? And the man is so broken that he hands Jesus excuses. It's crazy how, how we can be sick so long. We can be broken so long that the very thing we've been praying for years is right in front of us and we can't even see it. Because we've seen so many people get blessed. And in that moment, the devil told us, God forgot you. And we believed it. So we lived waiting for healing, yet forgotten. Some people come to my church and they're in front of the church of their dreams, but they can't realize it because they're so hurt by the church of their past. There are people here today that are just waiting to serve, waiting to jump in because, because well, God has brought you an incredible pastoral team and, and a church that loves you. But, but, but what you've been praying for for years, you've been praying for it so long that when it finally got here, you can't even. Uh, not for me. I mean, I, I don't deserve. I, I don't, God's brought you your miracle. 
He's right here. It's easy to pray for others. Someone else is in that hospital bed. But the moment you're there, somehow our faith dwindles. Jesus sees the man. His name was Cardboard. He was my one. I didn't know it. I thought I was there for the crowd. It blocked off the streets in Hollywood, California. Right in the center. I mean, you got everyone down there. and People that you're like, I've never seen a person like this. Right next to the Starbucks, in between the street. We blocked off the streets. We were doing a big outreach, and I was going to speak. The drama went. We had gathered people with hot dogs and Sunny Select sodas. It's crazy what you can gather people with. Cooking hot dogs. We had over 5,000 people gathered. I was going to preach the gospel. I was excited, man. Come on. We're going to grow the church. We're going to do something great today. And, and I was getting pumped up. I, I was revved up. The drama went great. We hit all our cues. Everything was going right. When I got up there and grabbed the mic, I said, hello, my name is Jeremy. As soon as I said Jeremy, it cut out on the Y, and I said Jeremy. The microphone shut off. I'm looking around at the sound guy. He looks nervous. He's sweating. I'm, I'm getting frustrated. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a righteous anger that will well up when the sound shuts off. And I'm just like, Holy Spirit, help me. And, 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 I, and I'm looking at him. I'm, is, is, you know, I'm doing this, and people are kind of looking around. 5,000 people. We, we took time. We gathered. We blocked off the street. The sound has to work. It worked for the band. It worked for the, for the drama. But what are you doing? God, okay. And I'm just thinking that. I'm looking around. People start praying on the side. Two minutes go by. Seems like eternity. Five minutes go by. Seems like two eternities. Ten minutes go by. I thank God you've forgotten us. You've, you've just totally missed it, God. Hey, 30 minutes go by. Some of the ladies in our team bring out some anointing. Oh, they start pouring it on the speakers. I say, honey, that ain't going to work. That, but go ahead. You do, you, and and we're, just, we're trying to get this sound going again because people are leaving. Ten people, twenty people, hundred people. We're left down to about a hundred volunteers in front. And the mic still won't work. So I, I sat down on the edge of the stage. And I said, are you kidding me, God? What? what? Are you serious? Are you mad at me? I mean, did we need to talk about this before we did this outreach? Did I do something? Did I think? And I, I got mad. Have you ever got mad at God? You knew you shouldn't, but you just, let's be honest. And I said, God, fine. I don't know. You're crazy. I don't know why. We had 5,000 people. I had a message about you. Did you not? I said, you know what, God? I don't want a hot dog. I know where they got those hot dogs. I don't want one of the, I don't want a sunny select. I seen the Goldman Arches. I know it ain't proper, but I said, I'm going to get me a Big Mac, a large fry, and a Coke Zero. I got up. I went over there. And as I was going over there on the way in, I tripped over something. I thought it was a blanket, but when I tripped over it, this guy popped out of the blanket. He looked a lot like me now. He popped out of the blanket, and he said, the name's Cardboard. I said, a great, uh, hi, um, great, man. Uh, my name's Duct Tape. Let's get together and build you. No, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, oh, good, man. Thank you. And I just kept walking. I went inside, ordered my Big Mac large fry and a Coke Zero.
I, I, as I'm going by, I can smell the fries, the grease. Oh, man, I'm going to clog some arteries right now. Come on, Jesus. And I knew that Coke Zero was going to add zero to my life, and praise God. And, uh, and I'm walking with my bag, and I can't wait to get over and just eat it and, and just, just kind of sulk. And, and uh, as I'm walking back by cardboard, I hear the Holy Spirit. He said, Jeremy, give your Big Mac, large fry, and Coke Zero to cardboard. And I, I did what any of you would have done. I said, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get behind me, you foul spirit. I kept walking. I heard it again. Jeremy, you better not eat that burger. You saw what I did to the sound. I said, you did that. Okay, fine. So I went over to cardboard. No, I, I didn't do that. I didn't. I woke him up. Hey, bro, um, I got this Big Mac, large fry, and... Yep, a Coke Zero. And as I start walking away, he starts yelling at me. Hey! I'm like, oh God, he does. He likes Burger King. He doesn't like, you ever met someone like that? You give him something, they're like, I don't like this. Uh, do you have anything else? you have Ruth Chris? No, I don't. So I'm thinking, so I turn around and he's crying. I said, uh, everything okay? He said, who told you to give me this? I, I said, well, <laughs> This is going to get really weird now, but uh, Jesus told me to give you that. And he falls on the ground. He starts wailing. He's not even holding the food. I go over to him. I said, cardboard, what's happening, man? I, you have to help me understand. And he looked at me and said, you're that guy. I, I said, I'm that guy. He goes, you, you are on the stage. I, I said, yeah. Is everything okay? He said, no, I, I don't know. He said, huh. I said, tell me about what's happening. He said, I was sitting here and every year some church comes out and does what I guess you guys just did. He said, I've been out here a long time and there's been a lot of Christians that have treated me like, <laughs> then he said, I used to be a Christian. I lost my job and my family couldn't be out here with me and I tried to build them a house. They, they called me cardboard because it was foolish. The house I tried to build for my family behind McDonald's. And he said, my real name's Samuel. I said, hey, Samuel. He said, I was sitting here today, and I, I saw you were doing that thing and telling us about the love of Jesus. And I looked up and said, you don't love me. He said, I heard a voice that said, climb to the top of that building. So I climbed. I went out the window ledge, and I was out there. And the voice said, jump, because God doesn't love you. And you came out to the stage. You started to say your name, and I heard another voice that said, ask me for anything. He said, okay. If that's you, God, I want that man to bring me a McDonald's cheeseburger, a large fry, and a Coke Zero. I'll be waiting right over there. You see... That day, 
I was changed not just cardboard who received Jesus in that moment because I thought I came for the crowd I thought I came to talk in a microphone I thought I came to give out some hot dogs some sunny select soda no I didn't come for thousands I came for cardboard see that's my Jesus my Jesus saw the man and he sees you he doesn't see a church he, he sees you right where you're at if he could see cardboard amongst the celebrities in Hollywood then he sees the broken in this room amongst the healed 5,000 hot dogs come on five we, we cooked over 5,000 hot dogs ketchup and mustard 5,000 sunny select sodas we got donated trucks that went and gathered them the gas the over 200 volunteers that all got off work got babysitters to be there for thousands no for one guy we went to City Hall got the streets blocked off do you know how hard that is in Hollywood three months it took for thousands four in the morning we started setting up the sound system speakers line array lights so it all be seen we tested every mic we checked every poem we did everything we needed to do but it all shut down God wasn't there for crowds. He was there for one. Who is your one? Look, let me say this. It's not your one. It's his one through you. Who is the one that he's given you eyes for? And I came all the way here today not to speak to a conference, not to talk to a body of believers. But I came here, I flew on a plane, I got my luggage, I packed it, I, I combed my hair, I brushed my teeth, I, I got ready this morning, I prepared this message, not for thousands, not for hundreds, but, but for one. I, I came here for the one that can't make it to the pool. I came here to tell you that that day, the pool wouldn't do because the river showed up and the river is here today and let me tell you about the river he's not waiting for you to get to him he's not waiting for your timeline he's coming to you he's flooding to you if you're in a dry place a river will make it an oasis if you have rockies he'll make it rapids if you have a ravine he'll make it a waterfall if you're here today and you're broken that Jesus loves you he sees you he's stopping the caravan for you would you bow your heads today and close your eyes would you grab your neighbor's hand you see the Jesus that I serve does not make bad people good he brings dead people to life if you're in this room today and you feel dead on the inside Jesus wants to give you life you say I'm not ready how do you re be ready for life if you're dead you just say I need it tired of being dead if you're in this room today and you feel dead on the inside on the count of three I want you to squeeze your neighbor's hand and say that's me that's me if you're not sitting next to anyone you can just give me a look with your eyes on the count of three ready one two three I'm dead on the inside I'm cardboard today I, I need that life of Jesus if that's you squeeze your neighbor's hand now 
now, now, now. If you're here today and your neighbor squeezed your hand, neighbor, would you be the one to carry them to the pool today? If that's your neighbor, that was you that squeezed your hand on the count of three, I want you to lift that hand. Ready? One, two, three. Come on, hands are going up all over this room, all over this room, all over this room. Lots of hands all over this room, all over this room. If, if your hand is being squeezed, will you, will you stand up with that neighbor? Come on, would you just stand up like you're lifting up a champion from the mat? Come on, he's lifting up a champion from the mat. Can we give it up for these people that are standing right now? Come on, can we give it up for these people like a champion from the mat? Come on, thank you, Jesus. I see you. I see you. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see those hands back. God sees you. He see. He brought me here for you. Come on, cardboard. Today's your day. Can we pray together? Can we pray together? And I'm going to invite a pastor to pray over these amazing people today. Would you stay standing right there? We're going to pray together. And let me say this. Even if today you're calling God sir, he's going to become a, a father to you today. He's going to become a healer to you today. A provide, he sees you today. Come on, would you bow your heads, pastor? Thank you. Hallelujah. That was for you today. You're the one that Jesus came for. Every person that's standing in this room right now, the Holy Spirit had your number today. You might have struggled with even coming. 8.30 service, it's early. But God had a word for you. And today, right now, in this moment, I'm believing because of the power of the love of God, a love riot, your life will never be the same. The Bible says the first thing we must admit is that we're sinners. That lame man was broken. I don't know how he got there, but he was broken. And today we are broken without Christ, without a life fully surrendered to him. So we must admit. The second thing is you must believe today. That man by the pool believed. He believed the reason he was healed is because he believed. He believed in the power of Jesus. And today you must believe that Jesus has the power to forgive and to change your life. And the third thing is you got to confess. You got to confess that you need him to be your Lord. You're surrendering your life fully to him. So right now in this moment, in this moment as I pray, as you're standing there today, I want you to stand in your own heart and in your own mouth and your own words. You're just going to admit, God, I need you. I've sinned. I, I need your forgiveness. I need your grace. Whatever you need from God. And then I want you to believe. Say, God, I don't understand this, but I'm putting my faith in you. I'm just going to trust you today to begin a new work in me. And then la the last thing is you got to confess. you got to confess Jesus as your Lord with your mouth. The Bible says, with the heart we believe, but with the mouth we confess. And you're going to confess today that Jesus is your Lord. Out of your own words, say, Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I confess that you're my Savior right now. Father, I thank you for every person that's standing in this room. God, that by standing, they're admitting that they need you, that there's something broken. God, there's an emptiness of soul. There, there's a place in their life they haven't been able to fix. And God, they're at the pool. And Jesus, you've come and you passed by and you called them, you saw them. And as they're standing today, they believe, Lord. They're believing today. 
Now, right now, when I'm praying, I want you to begin confess with your mouth that Christ is your Lord. Come on. Father, we thank you for every person today that's standing here. And we confess, Jesus, that you are our Lord. You're our Savior. We thank you, Lord, right now for everything you've done for us. Even though we don't completely understand how this is going to happen, we thank you today that you come to change us, to transform us by your power and by your grace. We receive that today, Jesus, in your wonderful name, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.